Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United, I'm your host Matthew and today talking about the 1-0 win away against Real Sociedad, the final game in the group stage, uh, all six games have now been played, we finished second in the group, Real Sociedad won the group and then you had the other two teams, Sheriff and Ammonia, in there. Uh, so the situation was, from what I understand, we needed to win this game by two goals to nil, or by two goals. Uh, so it could have been 3-1, I suppose, as well. Um, in order for us to win the group, because we finished on the same points as Sociedad, but um, they have a better goal difference, because obviously they, they've scored more goals than we have, is basically how that works. Um, I'm seeing a lot of sort of like disaster-type commentary and tweets and things today of like, you know, it's... And I, I I agree with some of it, but um, it's so interesting because we did win this game of football. We did win this game by one goal to nil, but because we needed to win it by two goals, uh, which is almost a bit of like a um, knockout round away goals thing, not the exact same type of thing, but that, that those sorts of stakes where it's sort of... You have to win not just the game, but you have to win it by a few goals. It is kind of similar to that. Um, we're still through through the group. We're still through that. Uh, we did finish second in the group, so we do qualify for the next uh, stage. Apparently, we have to play some sort of um, like playoff type of game. I don't know who that's against, but essentially now that the teams that we get seeded against is the teams that finished finished sorry uh, third. In the Champions League group stages, so let me just let me just go through those before I get into the game. I want to just sort of talk. I want to sort of talk about the actual stakes of the game because those are different to uh, what we normally have. Um, so I'm just going to read out the so the teams that finished third in their group. So you had Ajax, Bayer Leverkusen, Barcelona, Sporting Lisbon, Salzburg, Shakhtar Donetsk, Sevilla, and Juventus. So we'll be playing against one of those. I'm I'm guessing how this works then, because um, I don't remember the last time Man United finished second in a group stage and we had this to, to deal with. So th- all of those teams that finished um, third in the Champions League will play against, will be seeded against all the teams that finished second in their group stages, but for the Europa League, because remember those Champions League teams will drop down to Europa League. Um, so it's interesting, it's not too complicated, I suppose it's it's interesting, but, um, I don't feel devastated by that, we didn't get knocked out of the competition, um, there, there, there is some negative things to talk about today, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like it's all fine, like, you know, we, we, we did miss an opportunity by not grabbing that second goal, but we're not out of the competition, we're still in the competition, we didn't finish... Um, if we'd finished third, which we were way off finishing third, uh, we would have been in the Conference League, and if obviously we'd finished fourth, we'd have been out out of Europe completely. So, um, we're still in the competition. We're just in a worse place in the competition. It's it's very interesting, isn't it? Um, so no, I'm not sort of like raging or devastated or anything. We won the game of football. Um, we technically could have actually lost this game and still finished second because the team that was in third were too far behind us anyway, uh, which I think was Sheriff Terraspor, the the other team in the group. Um, this is the first game, ap- apart from the first two games of the season, which are a bit of an anomaly, 
the Brighton and Brentford games. Ever since then, when we've had a bit of the proper Ten Hag era, or the more the more stable Ten Hag era, this is the first game where, although we still won, we needed to win by more goals. There are some very strange things that Ten Hag decided to do today that I do disagree with. So again, I wanted this manager. I like Ten Hag. I think he's made some massive improvements in this squad. Um, I'm not going to suddenly say like I want him sacked. I, d- I definitely don't want him sacked. I want him to stay here for a long time. But... A, a, a game was bound to come up where... Because there's been substitutions and things that I've looked at and thought... Oh, I wouldn't quite do that, but I could see why you did that. But there were substitutions today to where I thought like... Okay, you get the idea. Because every substitution's got somewhat of an idea behind it, right? But substitutions that you looked at and think... No, no, you just you just shouldn't have done that. That didn't really make sense and Ten Hag's not perfect he's going to make mistakes um but if I was to sit here and pretend that he didn't make any mistakes that would be me sort of I guess fanboying over him too much because I do I do like this manager I I love a lot of the things that he's done but today's one of them games where I looked at and thought hmm no um why why did you do a b and c so to speak and we'll get into some of those in the substitutions part um in terms of the actual game itself this was a very very scrappy very scrappy game of football it was really hard for us to sort of get things going that's not an excuse for us how we played we played okay I thought and defensively still incredibly sound we just struggled I think in the midfield and we struggled to to make chances I thought um but yeah this was this was a bit of a scrappy game the ref did not help at all now I'll I don't you know blame refs for sort of if if we don't do what we need to do in the game, because you've still got plenty of time in a game. However, um, the the whole stop start nature of this game and everything else like that. Apparently, as well, there was there was a point in this game that I did miss, um, and there was like a handball incident or something. I don't know anything about that. I um was not in the room at that time, um, but uh, because I did I I just changed the i had to change the room i was watching in basically and bt thought that i was trying to watch the stream on uh too many accounts because it hasn't it hadn't caught up with itself it's a, a stupid tech thing basically that happened um so those sort of like couple of minutes those five minutes or whatever i i did miss like a small a very small portion of this game but i saw all the rest of it um but no the the uh so if there was some sort of handball incident or something i'll, I'll watch the highlights later because i usually watch the highlights of the games anyway um they'll probably show it in that and i can actually see what happened because i i don't know about what happened so if you're expecting me to be raging at that or analyzing that i don't know what happened so i can't really tell you um but apparently apparently the ref got it horribly wrong which i would believe because there was a there was a lot of just sort of that's a foul that's a foul that's a foul that's a foul that's a booking and it's like come on you're not letting the game flow at all and most of the fouls that you're giving are not fouls um Again, I'm not going to blame the ref for the fact that we didn't score two goals. That's up to us to make chances and do that. But the ref didn't help us today. He he was a factor, but not the excuse. I I think that's a good way to put it. So um, that was really uh, disappointing. Uh, defensively, we're still very, very sound, which is which is good. Obviously, a double save from De Gea was uh, really incredible. Uh, Martinez, again, pulling out all the stops. Um, so he got that going on. 
Um, but no, I, I sort of feel like I should feel more mad or more disappointed, but we're still in the competition. We're not out of the competition. We're just in a... It, we're in a slightly worse part of the competition than what we could have and should have been. And it's like, okay, that's... that's obviously, it's, it's not good, but it's not like... Um, the end of the world we could still win the Europa League um so it's just going to depend on like do we get drawn against Barcelona do we get drawn against Ajax or Juventus um it'd be interesting if we did get Barcelona or Juventus considering the De Jong situation and then considering the Pogba situation so that would be uh interesting again though so the uh European football now won't return until February it's usually February I think they start the knockout rounds obviously we've got the EFL Cup now and obviously the stupid World Cup and all the rest of the Premier League games so still plenty to go around but no we'll resume with the uh European stuff uh in in February um those are my kind of thoughts on the game I thought I thought we played okay at points um I'll get into like manager decisions and things like that which I I I nodded to earlier um, but I'll break that down in the summary. Um, so not the greatest game. I'm not expecting every game to be perfect. Um, manager's going to make wrong decisions. Um, and this is really the first time for me where I'm like, hmm, this this doesn't line up for me correctly, sort of thing. Uh, anyway, let's go into the, uh, speaking of big, big, big positives, let's switch gears here. Um, the first and only thing written for the first half here. Gonacho with his first goal for Manchester United. Massive congratulations to him. Um, really, really, really well taken goal. Obviously assisted by Ronaldo. Um, pace, composure, really, really good finish. Um, I did tweet. I, I was still at work at the point. But um, I did tweet that it, it was brilliant to see Donny starting and to see uh, Gonacho starting. Um, arguably, you could say Gonacho had a better game because he did score. Um, we'll talk about Donny in, uh, in a bit here as well. Um, he was one of the players substituted. Um, but no, massive congratulations to him. A really, really well taken goal. And you hope he can just kind of push on from here. Uh, I don't know if he'll play on Sunday or on Thursday next week. We've got Aston Villa twice now, uh, which is interesting. So um, big congratulations to him. Um, he's clearly... he's. You can see with like with his determination and his work rate. And there's, a, there's some real shine through with his ability as well. Um... You can kind of, sometimes you can kind of see like the body language of a player, the attitude of a player, how much um, work he's put into obviously his uh, his uh, his position. Um, so big congratulations to him again. Uh, I know I've just said that about five times, but anyway, um, great, really, really good stuff. Uh, the goal itself, a little flick on from I think it was from Bruno. Um, over to Ronaldo. Ronaldo does quite well to compose himself. Donny was running forward with them, but they didn't end up passing to him. Uh, good three ball from Ronaldo um, to pass through to the obviously faster player. And Ganacho just taking it in his wing and uh, running forward. Did almost slip over. Did almost slip over. So good good on him for, uh, you know, he, he could have slipped over and the ball went out for a goal kick. That could have happened. But he slips over as he goes to shoot, but still manages to put it. It's a really good finish. It's like right in the top corner. So. Um, awesome stuff from Ganacho. Very, very happy for him indeed. Uh, again, putting his uh, putting his name out there. You know, we've got. Um, I think I counted in the last episode. We got. I think it's seven wingers. Is it? Um, Ganacho, Rashford, Martial, Diallo, Palestri, Sancho, Anthony, 
Elanga, and who's the other one? Um, eight wingers, and you only play. You, you can play three of those players at a point because you can play. Let's say, uh, you could put Rashford in the middle. You could put Martial in the middle, and then allow for two of the other selections. Um, so it's not always just two out of those eight, but there's still a lot of selections for those positions. Um, but he's uh, he's put his name down, I think, tonight. So um, awesome stuff from him. Uh, I, I saw some people kind of saying like, "Oh, this means like Sancho's done." No, there's there's a bench for him to sit on at the moment, and I like Sancho. I like Sancho a lot. Um, but as I've said multiple times, if you've got your some of your bigger name players. Like if you've got Bruno or Ronaldo or Rashford or Sancho or Anthony on the bench. That's a good thing. Because when you get to a point in a game like today. And you have to look at your bench. it It's great to have really good, really, really good players on your bench. Um, so there, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But again, if if this becomes a thing. Let's say, let's say Sancho has looked at Garnacho tonight and thought. Oh, I need to up my game a bit. That's good because it creates hungry competition for the team. Which is healthy. Because you don't want the opposite situation, where let let's say let's say let me name a random player. Let's say Rashford's had a bad game, right? Uh, just for an example, and let's say Rashford thinks, "Oh no worries, I'll play next game." No, you've got to work hard. You you play you play for Manchester United. So if it is a case where Sancho is maybe looking at Ganacho and Rashford and thinking, "Oh, I need to I need to work a bit harder," that's good. Get yourself into training. Work a bit harder, um, and when you do get your chance off the bench or starting in the team, um, you you've got to go there and take it. But that help that creates healthy competition, which is what every football team should have. So, um, Sancho being dropped, quote unquote, from the team or not in the team, um, I think he was actually injured today or Ill, illness or whatever. Um, is is it's not a that's not a bad thing. Um, and it's not going to get to a point where we're going to sell Sancho. I don't think it'll be that dramatic. But just healthy competition. It's, it's good. You don't want players to get too comfortable in their positions. Because so, we saw how how that worked under previous managers. And it sucked a lot. Um, so yeah. Good good stuff from Ganacho anyway. Uh, let's move on to uh, substitutions. Because um, this was a busy game. But the, the, there wasn't as many game events. Uh, which is what I'm going through here. Rashford subbed on for Donny van der Beek. I thought Donny had an okay to good game. Um, I thought one of Donny's one of Donny's issues in this game, which isn't really his fault, is he didn't have the ball. Now it doesn't matter if you're uh, Maguire, Ronaldo, Sancho. It doesn't matter what who, who you are as a player. If you're really talented, but you simply don't have the ball at your feet. You can't do anything with it. It's like in certain games where we've not serviced Ronaldo, for example. Ronaldo's like a great player and all that. But if you don't give the ball to Ronaldo, how's he going to score with it? So if you don't give the ball to Donny, how's he going to do creative things with it? You know, um, like pass it in really interesting ways. Or, I don't know, create some link-up play. I just don't think he got into it. Now, is it his fault that like he didn't get into as many... Uh, like good enough positions for it, maybe, maybe. Um, one other important thing to note about Donny, as well, how much has he played recently? Is he still rusty? Um, I'm not trying to come up with excuses. I'm just trying to look at sort of, you you just have to look at each player in that way. Um, like he's had these little ten minute, two minute substitution appearances for so long, he finally starts a game. Uh, 
just you just need to give him some time. Let's not all just jump on him and say that he's shit, because uh, it that, that doesn't mean that he's 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 rubbish. You know, um, we just I think we just have to give him a run of games, and then we can actually judge him properly. Um, so we shall uh, we shall see. Uh, but I, I I disagreed with taking him off just because he is a creative outlet and he hasn't really been given a chance. So I, again, I disagree here with Ten Hag. I suppose the idea here. Because what I've got to look at is like, okay, who's the personnel for personnel swap? Would I have done the same thing in this situation? No. But what's the idea here? And the idea, I suppose, is just another attacking player. Which, again, here I don't really understand because even... Okay, Donny's not a forward like Rashford is. Donny's a midfielder. Um, But, yeah, I just wouldn't... I would have brought Rashford on. I just wouldn't have taken Donny off, necessarily. Um... Because you never know what he might have been able to do. Uh, and then... Uh, so... Yeah, that was that was Rashford bought on. Um, which again I would have done. I just would have taken somebody else off. I think. Uh, actually, I would have taken Ericsson off. I don't think Ericsson had the greatest of games. So... There's that. Uh, McTominay on for Lindelof. Um, so, what I think the idea was here is you go to a... You put Casemiro as a centre-back and put McTominay in front of them. I don't really understand how that improves the team. Because um, you, 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 don't, you don't really want... And Casemiro had a very good game. You don't really want Casemiro as a centre-back. I, I don't understand the... the point of that. Was the idea there to take off... A defender put a midfielder on so you got more in midfield. But if you're putting a defensive midfielder in Casemiro and a centre back and then bringing on another, I'll just call him central midfielder because I, I still don't really know what McTominay is. Um, that doesn't really. Again, the, the, there is an idea there, I just don't know that idea makes sense. Um, and it's. It doesn't really... Like, we needed a goal, and I don't really get sort of... Cause I don't think I would have even brought Motomane on, because I don't think he's the type of personnel you wanted to to bring on in that situation. Because uh, we've seen games where we're trying to hold out, right, and we're trying to, like, keep the win, and we bring Motomane on for Casemiro, but that's for the fresh midfield legs approach. That's not what you should necessarily be doing in that situation. You should be bringing on some, like... Well, we'll talk about strikers in a minute. <laughs> um... I don't understand, like, the, like, why, why. So, again, it, it, it's fine that I disagree with Ten Hag, and he can make mistakes. Um, and this was one of those occasions. So, um, isn't, isn't, it just, it's just, isn't it just better to have Casemiro in midfield as opposed to shifting him to defence and bringing on a worse player and putting him in his place, whereas you could have just, I don't know, done something else. So, anyway, um... So that was all that. Uh, then there's a bunch of their substitutions. Martinez got booked. Ronaldo got booked. I, I already spoke about the ref. So, and then the last lot of substitutions. <laughs> uh, Fred on for Ericsson. I actually don't mind that one quite so much. Um, yeah, I don't mind that so much. I would have maybe tried to finish with the midfield of Casemiro, Fred, and Donny. That's what I would have. That's what I would have gone gone with. 
Um, maybe still kept Bruno on the pitch because Bruno was actually in a different position today because we played a different formation. Um, so if you had the midfield three as Casemiro, Fred and Donny, that would have made more sense to me. Because uh, then you've still got the defensive mind this mind there with Casemiro. Then you've got the like run around legs with Fred. And then you've got the more creative outlet with Donny and then still got Bruno on the pitch. I think I think that works better than putting Casemiro as a centre-back and then putting McTominay in his place. Um, that's just my thought anyway. Uh, and then one of the more bizarre substitutions I've ever seen since covering Man United. Garnacho off for Maguire. So, Garnacho, uh, not uh, Maguire was then a striker. Um... Okay. So what would it have been? It would have then been the 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 low Lindelof. Wait, not Lindelof. Is it Lindelof? The low Martinez, Casemiro, Shaw. Then in midfield of McTominay, Fred, Bruno, Rashford, um, Maguire, and Ronaldo. That's like your forward line. Um, I think what the idea was supposed to be was, okay, McTominay's tall, Ronaldo's good in the air, Maguire's tall, <laughs> um, and then Rashford for pace and attacking options, and then let's just punt the ball up the pitch, because that's clearly what we were trying to do at the end. Um, I, I just, I, I think it ended up being a bit of a mess today, and I think Ten Hag made the wrong, um, decisions. It was so strange seeing Maguire as a striker. Um, he's so slow. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's, he's just so slow. Did, did any of you see, like, um, there's a point where, like, the ball was put up to him, and I think he, like, headed it down, he tried to control it and run a bit and pass, He's so slow. <laughs> and I get it. It's not his natural position. I'm not expecting him to just naturally adapt to that. Um, the idea is like obviously he's tall. And he's supposed to have aerial ability. But doesn't really. And then Ronaldo obviously still staying up front. Rashford is up there. And McTominay is tall. So the idea was tall, tall people. People that are good in the air. Right. Uh, and then we'll use the likes of Shaw and Delo to whip the crosses in. Casemiro can sit back with Martinez for some reason, and then we can just go from there. Um, I I don't I just I just disagree with the whole concept of what this team ended up being. It does it. it Ten Hag has kind of highlighted something here, though, right? He wanted to put another striker on the pitch because you're doing a very makeshift thing when you put. Okay, because you've got Ronaldo on the pitch. He's your only out-and-out striker. Rashford is kind of a hybrid striker-winger type of person. Granacho is a winger. He wasn't even on the pitch. Bruno is a midfielder. Attacking midfielder. I think bringing on Maguire and being like, okay, I'm going to put him up front with Ronaldo is saying to the board, look, I need a striker. Because I'm pretty certain if we had another striker, or if it was like maybe Martial or something, um... That we would have used Martial, or maybe Sancho, or maybe Anthony. I know that they're all wingers, attackers, sort of players. Um, but wanted another tall player in there. And Maguire is like, just because of his physical body, he is taller 
and you use him for that. So the the part that I didn't understand that I don't know if this was on the team on 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 the tactics. There was a bit in the sort of last five ten minutes of this game, and we'd set up this team that had been set up, and um. Delow couldn't quite get the ball in. Shaw sort of was doing the best of, of those efforts. Gonacho, not Gonacho, sorry. Rashford wasn't being passed to. Um, neither was Gonacho in the, in the last parts of when he was on the pitch. Um, but then we started, like, playing side to side. It's like, okay, hasn't the manager told you lot? Clearly, I'm putting a bunch of tall slash, you know, big players on the pitch. I've got Delo and I've got Luke Shaw. I want you two lads, whatever he would call them, um, to start whipping crosses in. And we and like like Bruno was kind of doing that as well. Um, it's like I don't really, I, I I don't know. This was a weird last five ten minutes of this game where we were we were trying something but not really actually doing it. It was it was annoying and it was it was it was weird. This was a weird game of football to watch and a very annoying game of football to watch, which is weird because we still won but we didn't win well enough. What a weird game. <laughs> and Maguire was playing up front. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh I just yeah, for once I I, I just disagree with the manager on uh, on some things here. So, anyways, take a quick break. We'll uh, come back in a minute and we'll do the player ratings because I do actually have a man of the match, which is good. So, I'll see you for all that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcast and listen to the ad free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad free podcasts and the future ad free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show 
and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show let's get on to play ratings my man of the match with the 10 is martinez uh, very simple um i think again what this guy's done for our team is just something very very special um there's even this isn't me questioning his ability obviously i've just given him a 10 and a man of the match there's genuinely certain times when he surprises me where he'll get into a situation where i think oh he's in a he's struggling a little bit he might lose the ball here and then he wins it. And then he does it again. He does it again. And he does it again. Um, and there is. Like certain situations. Where a, t- a player who is taller than him. Will go up against him. And he'll try to use his physicality against Martinez. You could name any player really. That's tried to do that. And Martinez will just find ways to figure it out. And I I think he's. He's our most informed player I think. And I think he's our most important player. Uh, you take because you take him out the team, and Varane's injured. You're pretty much back to Lindelof and Maguire. Because um, who's the other defender? Got Lindelof, Martinez, Varane, Maguire. I think those. I think those are the four. I thought we had five defenders. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, Twenzebi's not back yet, and Bailey's off in France with Marseille. Uh. I don't know where Mengi is either. I think Mengi's with the under-21s or something like that. We've only got four regular first-teamers. And I have no idea what, what Phil Jones is doing right now. Um, that's really strange, the Phil Jones situation. Because he's still under contract, 140 grand a week. And he's not registered in our Premier League or Europa League squads. Why would you do that? Why would you, like... You're basically saying we're going to pay you to not come into work. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to training. But, I yeah, bit, very strange, very strange. Anyway, um, yeah, Martinez, I'll give him a 10. I thought he was amazing again today. Um, Did all right with Lindelof. I think Lindelof did all right. Uh, speaking of Lindelof, I would probably give Lindelof, I would, I, I'd give him an 8. I thought he was pretty good. Um... Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought th- thought we did a good job next to uh, next to Miners. Um, so that was good. Uh, De Gea, I'd probably give him. Um, I think I'm gonna give him a ten. That that double save, which although the second shot hit his face, it doesn't it doesn't matter for for the goalkeeper. It doesn't matter where he hits him because the goalkeeper can handball it or use his arms. So it it doesn't matter what body part you're blocking the ball with or saving it with, as long as it as long as it doesn't go in the goal. Um, then it doesn't matter. So, uh, saved it with saved it with his, his nose, I think, or his face with the second shot. Uh, credible save from him, and a couple of other really good saves as well. Said so Hale was brilliant as well. Um, who should I go to next? Delo. I thought Delo was really really good today. I'd probably give him a nine. Um, I thought he got forward really well. I wouldn't quite give him a ten. I thought some of those crosses towards the end were kind of lacking when we really really needed that. Um, but defensively again, I thought Delo handled himself pretty well. 
Um, got up the pitch pretty well. Uh, and you had a weird situation this game as well where we weren't playing our usual formation. And I always talk about, um, you know, the, the, the two wide players. Your right right midfield or right wing player and then your, your fullback. So your fullbacks and your wingers basically. And the overlapping relationship um, or partnership there. Um, and he was with Donny in that situation today. I think it was Donny or it was Bruno. I think they swapped over at various different points. But it was a bit more it was a little bit more loose than what it usually is and a different player. So I thought he handled that well. Uh Luke Shaw, I thought Luke Shaw was really good. I give him a nine. Um could have maybe got one of the crosses in there at the end to, towards one of the strikers or one of the one of the attackers, one of the tall players. Um but I thought Luke Shaw had another really, really good game as well. Uh, Donny van der Beek, I'm going to give him a 6. Um, I That's because 6, I, I think 6 is really accurate for him because he didn't do anything specifically bad, but he didn't do anything sort of special. Um, he did have a very quiet game, could have gotten himself involved a bit more, um, but I, I think 6, giving an average rating, I think is pretty accurate. Uh, Casemiro, I'm going to give him... A nine again. Uh, I thought Casemiro was brilliant again. Uh, unfortunately, being switched to a centre back at the end, um, so that was unfortunate. But give him that. Uh, Ericsson. I thought Ericsson was lacking a little bit of something today. I'm going to give him a five, just uh, uh, just be, uh, below, sorry, uh, an average performance rating. So I'm going to give him a five. I still thought he was he was okay, um, okay to sort of not great. Um, I don't know. He didn't. It just didn't really make an impact on the game. I thought. Uh, Bruno, I think I'll give Bruno an 8, which is actually his also his kit number. Um, could have done a bit better with the crossing. Um, had a pretty good game. There was a few times out on, on the wide right side, uh, where he did pretty well to keep the ball and that type of stuff. Um, but no, I thought, I thought he was alright. I thought he was good in this game. Um, but could have, uh, could have done maybe better towards towards the end so uh, I'm going to give him that Ronaldo um, I'll give Ronaldo an average 6 maybe didn't uh, had a bit of a similar game to Donny I think just that sort of he was there he was kind of involved didn't do anything particularly bad nothing particularly good that's what an average rating kind of is supposed to be for so I'll give him a 6 as well uh, Gonacho, um I'll probably give him a 9 as well um it's just some of these I'm knocking off nines to tens because like you really should have come together as a team a bit better, um, and just just got that last goal and gotten over that two nil line sort of thing. That's why I'm giving certain nines and not tens um, to players. I uh, don't think Gonacho should have been subbed off. Um, there was a lot of times as well. I was quite surprised uh, near towards the end of the game or towards the end of his uh, game time today. When uh, he was free on the left-hand side. And Shaw just stopped passing it to him. Unless Shaw thought, oh, he's, he's going to get closed down. Or he saw something positionally, maybe. Um, but we we kind of stopped. It, it's so annoying because like the way that we used him for the goal. We scored that. And I was like, okay, try and do that sort of again. Use his pace and he can sort of cut in and all that kind of stuff. And then we just stopped doing it. So um, that was frustrating. But a very well taken goal. Hopefully that will improve his confidence. Um, worked really hard. He clearly like want, you can see that he wants it, which is really important, which is a mentality thing. Speaking of mentality, something else I want to mention as well before I get to the substitutions, sub substitute players. This was an interesting test as well because usually, 
because uh, we've been winning a lot of games 1-0, which that's all you need to do in football. It's it's nice, more entertaining to win 2-3-0 and three nil and, you know, improve your goal difference and stuff. But you only need to win 1-0 to gain points. Um, is There's been a few times where we sort of clung on to a 1-0 lead and really fought as a team and used that mentality to get us through the game. This was the actual opposite of that situation where instead of us trying to hold off a team and see it over the line, this was kind of, okay, we're not losing this game, but we're not winning it by enough, and we need to pull the mentality of the team together, but to do the complete opposite thing, which is to score a goal instead of instead of avoid letting one in. Um, and as I mentioned a couple of times this season, um, both in a good way and in a bad way, we defended a lot, 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 lot better this season. Ever since, again, the Man City game was an anomaly, and I think the first two were, were, were bad performances, obviously. Ever since that Brentford 4-0, um, we've only let in, again, apart from the Man City game, let in none or one goals in certain games. Like, you look at the 2-1 Liverpool, 3-1 Arsenal, it's only like one goal. We're not letting in hardly any goals at all. Um, and even with the... What was it uh, with this game, with some of the other Europa League games, uh, with the West Ham game the other day, uh, with some of the other games. They're all sort of like 1-0 victories. So we're not... It's this clashing thing where... Because we, we weren't really scoring enough of goals before anyway. We were maybe getting one or two. But we were let, we were getting, like, you know, destroyed by, by letting in about three, four, or sometimes five goals by teams. So we've shored up things... We shored up things a lot, lot better defensively because we're letting we're letting in none or one goals apart from those other three games. I think what what was the the Brighton score? I think it was two one or something, wasn't it? So again, not a lot of goals, but more than I've just mentioned. We're just not really scoring enough goals. I think, um, yeah, like to, like literally today we we needed specifically more goals and we couldn't get them. So it's an interesting mentality test for the, the, this game where again we didn't let in a goal again. Which is which has happened a lot of times. Martinez, I think, plays a huge, huge part in that, as well as the mentality and the tactics and what Tenog's been able to do with this team. We're just not scoring enough, but then we need a striker and we need to figure out who the wingers are. And I, I would rate this team at the moment. So goalkeeper's doing really well. Defensively, we're that's probably our best part of our team. Midfield is good. I think there's still some options to explore and like what's going on with Donny and where should you put Bruno and uh, like Casemiro's kind of a sure selection now but like who are the other two players going to be and should you be putting in Iqbal a bit more or what does that mean for Fred and McTominay there's still some things to work out there and then it's sort of like okay Anthony was signed for the right hand side we've got about 10 players that can play on the left who's going to play up front so there's just still a few things to figure out which I, I do think our, our lack of another of another striker and figuring out what's going on with the midfield is probably contributing to why we're not scoring more goals. But it's clear and obvious that like okay, this this lineup at the moment of Delo because what what's the main four usually Delo, Varane, Martinez, Shaw. That's that's pretty much that the first team has really gotten things and obviously De Gea as well uh, has really gotten things uh, defensively solid. We just need to work on scoring more goals. Because um, once we get in a clinical striker and we actually service them in this team, whoever that's going to be, um, I do think it'll have to be a new player. Uh, that was That's going to be very good. But yeah, I just, I just kind of noticed with today that, like, okay, our objective wasn't stop the opposition scoring. 
it was we got to score more goals and we, we still can't just quite do that. So we've got to figure that out. We've got to figure that out. And I, and I don't think the, the, the short term answer is Ronaldo, obviously, until about January. But he's not the long term answer. So we have to work something out from there. Anyways, let me move, move on to the subs. Let me tell you who was on the bench. It was half of the rest of the squad. Uh, Dubravka, Alanga, Fred, Iqbal, uh, Maguire, Malassia, McTominay, Palestri, Rashford, Shortire, Vitka, and um, Wambasaka. Uh, so the players used was Fred, um, Maguire, McTominay, Rashford. Rashford it made a couple of runs, didn't really add up to much. McTominay didn't do much. Maguire had a funny game up front, and Fred didn't do much either, so those are my, my, my kind of thoughts on the substitutions. Um, yeah, I do, so let's look at this bench. Um, Palestri's got to get used at some point. Malasia could have possibly been an option, maybe. Iqbal, again, is this a game where you throw Iqbal onto? I, I don't know. Alangu could have used his pace. But you look at that bench... And if you're thinking, okay, you want attacking tall players on, I guess McTominay's the the option for the tall player and Maguire just because he's tall as well. Because um, the others are all quick wingers. You've got like Alanga, fast winger. Palestri, fast winger. Shortire, I think he's a winger as well. Rashford, who's a winger. And then you've just got sort of a couple of, what, one, one centre-back a bunch of centre midfielders, like with Iqbal, Fred, McTominay, um, and then two goalkeepers, and then a right back. Um, it's a, it's a half decent bench. It's got some good options on it. Um, just let you know, missing players as well, because I got updated on here today. Anthony, it just says injury, Martial back injury, Sancho illness, Twanzebi lacking match fitness, Varane muscle injury, and Williams just says an injury. So those are the players that we were missing. Um. Obviously, Martial would have been a good option. So would have Anthony. So would have Sancho. Um, so, yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, um, that's it for today's game. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back on Sunday for the Aston Villa. And then I think it's Thursday night for the... Uh, let me just look, actually, at the, act, at the actual fixtures. Because um, there's a different... I didn't realise this in my, in my app, but there's a different way I can sort of click on it. If I click on Man United. So, uh, Aston Villa on the 6th. Um, which is Sunday, Villa again on the 10th, that's Thursday, and then Fulham on the 13th. So there's only there's only three more games between now and the World Cup. So there's this game against Villa, another game against Villa, and then the last Premier League game, the 13th of November, uh, I think that's a Sunday, it says half four, um, that's on a Sunday, and then um, it's clear here because it says 13th of November and then 27th of December. Um, so that Fulham game will be the last one I'll be covering for the year because by the time we get to that 27th I'll be on the Christmas break uh, then we have a game on, on New Year's Eve which I won't be covering either because I'll be on a Christmas break still um, so yeah o only only three more games for me to cover for the rest of the year and then we have this ridiculous World Cup so that's nice isn't it it's not nice at all uh, by the way I did a podcast on the World Cup this week it's called Discussing the Qatar 2022 World Cup um, which I'll not be watching any apart from the final, because um, it's a yeah going to be a World Cup final. 
but I won't be watching or supporting any of it. Anyway, uh, apart from the final. Um, in the meantime, if you want to write in, let me know what you think of everything today. What did you think of Ten Hag's interesting choices and decisions? Um, and everything else. Uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's a contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. Um, so there's all that. Uh, Entertainment Talk org podcast platforms. Entertainment Talk. Uh, TV, games, films, main eye podcast. Take a look out for what we're doing at the moment. For all of those things, um, you can tell other people. Just tell them or use social media to tell them about what we're up to, where they can find us. Patreon, five dollar, ten dollar level tiers, ad free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Look out for all those uh, Renault's cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news. All that sort of thing. Twitch. Bex is over there. Trista B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch for lots of chats, retro and game streams. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK. I will be... Uh, I'll try to fit in the... Um, well, football will be going off soon, won't it? So, um, the lot, I think I've got eight games left in my career mode, FIFA career mode season. So, if I'm playing about two at a time, roughly, or, or something like that, um, I'll, I'll get that finished before the end of the year is my... You know, f- finish the season off before the year is out. And then kind of go from there with what I'm doing next. Um, so that's all of that. Um, and yeah, if you miss any of those streams, there's a bunch of COD stuff I've done recently. Some game clips and things like that. Uh, COD streams and game clips and other stuff as well. Uh, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays for all the Twitch stream archives and the game clips as well. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you on uh, next time. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs>